welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. My name is Claire Turner and I'm an EFT practitioner, manifestation and mindset coach, the founder of Claire Turner EFT, the creator of Eight Weeks to Weight Loss and the From Doubt to Clout courses. Now, I am obsessed with helping women to overcome feelings of self-doubt and to grow into the awesome and empowered goddesses that they truly are. Now, if you are looking to tap into your divine right to success and abundance, then you have come to the right place, my friend. My goal within this podcast is to help you see your infinite potential, to tap into your personal power and be, do and have whatever you dream of. Thank you so much for pressing play. We're going to have so much fun. Let's get going. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to TAP, the awesome podcast. This is me, Claire Turner, your host for this episode and for all episodes, in fact. So I've had a little bit of a break over the last few months uh, just to work on some other projects, really, um, which is all very exciting. I, Most excitingly, I have actually authored a new book, How to Tap Into Your Happy, now available on Amazon, shameless plug. And it's uh, the simple yet life-changing ways that you can unleash your happy. Now, I started that mid-December, I think, and uh, got it out on Amazon, I believe, by the end of February. So super impressed with myself at the speediness of that uh, <laughs> of that publishing, considering I had no fucking idea what I was doing. But uh, thank God for Fiverr. That's all I can say. <laughs> so it's a really, really interesting pro um, process. And actually, I was really surprised at how easy I found it to write the book. Now, I have to fess up, I have to fess up. Uh, it is it is part normal book and part 30-day journal. So it is, it is something you can kill insects with, but mainly because it's got the 30-day journal attached to it. But uh, it was, I really enjoyed doing it. And um, I've set it out in very easy to consume sort of short chapters because I don't know about you, but when I'm reading a book that is nonfiction, the sight of a hugely long chapter just does something to my brain and really puts me off reading it. So I kept the chapters deliberately short and essentially I'm just going through what I do to keep my energy high, to keep my happy levels high, you know, and what I do on a daily basis. And I'm taking each thing and kind of pulling it apart and telling the reader why I do it and how it helps. And as part of those chapters, there are kind of workbooky type questions that you can also complete that will help you move towards taking on those practices. That's not to say, every single practice that I do is going to benefit every single person who reads the book. But that's kind of why I've put in a 30-day journal. Because the reasoning behind it was, you know, look, this is what I do. This helps me. But obviously, I am not you. We are not the same. But I know this helps my happy. And I invite the reader to do all of those things for a minimum of 30 days. 
And my thinking behind that was very much in line with when we try new stuff, when we try on things that aren't part of our current daily habit, and particularly when those things will help us better ourselves in some way, it is very easy to come across a fuckload of resistance. That's a technical term. <laughs> I mean, there can be a fuckload of resistance. Because there is something in your brain that, or in your body, that is very frightened by the fact that you are about to better yourself in some way because bettering yourself in some way is going to move you out of your comfort zone and so it creates all this resistance we often refer to it as procrastination but it is also resistance in its own right and it's that little voice that pipes up with oh well this doesn't work after you've tried it once it's that little voice that says oh i will do that but i don't have time to do it right now, so I will I will do that tomorrow, and then tomorrow never comes. I'm sure you know the little voice of which I talk about. And so the temptation is when you're trying new things, and the new thing perhaps feels a bit difficult because it's taking you into an area that you're not used to being in. And it's taking you out of your comfort zone. And so as soon as you even think about doing it, about leaving your comfort zone in some way, shape or form, the resistance is going to strike. and It's going to strike hard. And so the temptation is to do it once. And then if your life isn't instantly changed, you come to the conclusion that, that this thing does not work. I've been there myself. I've done it myself. I know this is a real thing. And so with the 30-day journal, I'm inviting the reader to stick with everything. Stick with everything that I suggest for a minimum of 30 days. Now, after the 30 days, if there is some part of what I do that the reader really doesn't like, doesn't resonate with them, doesn't do much for them, then awesome, drop it, don't do it. And likewise, if there's some other stuff that the reader really resonates with that is inspired by something that I've suggested, then you know, introduce that. But give it 30 days, because this moving out of our comfort zone, whilst it can lead us to think that what we're doing isn't working if we don't get the instant result, it's a really good idea just to stick with it because the likelihood is that your voice is telling you that it doesn't work because what you're doing, it's finding quite hard. No, it's, it's meaning that you have to do some internal searching. It's meaning that you have to ask yourself some perhaps challenging questions. And no one likes that. <laughs> no one likes that. No one likes a challenging question. But when you do it day after day after day for 30 days, you get used to it and it becomes your new comfort zone. So that was a theory behind the 30 day journal. And I lumped it all in together because I've used other books by other authors that have, that have had 
a, kind of a how-to section and then a section where you actually do the thing that you've just learned how to do. And having it all in one place, I found really, really helpful. So that inspired me to do exactly the same thing. So a quick nod to Manifestation Babe, because it's her books that I'm talking about. I just found it really, really helpful. It does keep it all together. And I actually think it makes you more likely to stick with it because it is a special, dedicated book simply for that. So it's really, really exciting. And like I said, mid-December to end of February to get it onto Amazon, which I was super impressed with, super impressed with. And uh, there was a high degree of EFT that went with that. So if you are new to my podcast, I um, mean, you're thinking that TAP is just standing for the awesome podcast. A, you, you're half right, but also I'm an EFT coach. And another name for EFT is tapping. So you see what I did there? Brilliant stuff. <laughs> I was super impressed with myself for that. And as part of getting this book done in such a short space of time, there wasn't a small amount of tapping or EFT that went alongside that. Because I did experience some resistance. I experienced myself doing some procrastination. Mainly, um, well, two main parts, really. The the beginning of the book, before I even started it, you know, I had, had the whole, oh, what will I write? What could I possibly have to say that anyone wants to listen to? And all that bollocks. And then the actual writing itself, which started out really, really well. And I was churning out um, at least one chapter every day. That was my goal. And some days, uh, on the first day, actually, I think I churned out the first three chapters. And then life kind of got in the way. Christmas was here and then the new year. And it all, I could feel the resistance starting. I could feel the procrastination kicking in. Oh, it won't matter if I just miss some writing today. And so EFT really, really helped with that. And another part, actually, as I'm saying this, another part that really caused me some problems, for want of a better word, um, was actually getting the fucking thing onto Amazon because I had no idea what I was doing. My first book, no idea what I was doing. And I spoke to various different publishers, and hugely expensive, I mean, thousands of pounds to publish which I just didn't want to invest for my first book. In fact, I don't want to invest that for any book, but I appreciate that you are you are paying very adept people to, to do a very good job for you. Because this was my first book, and I really just wanted it out there. It didn't have to be perfect. It just needed to be out there. And so I did go to Fiverr. And um, bless their hearts, that I, I dealt with two chaps on Fiverr, one for the book cover and one for the getting it onto Amazon KDP, which is a self-publishing um, section of Amazon. Because I took one look, I took one look at Amazon KDP and decided instantly <laughs> that I had no interest in learning how to do it. And so I hit Fiverr to find someone to do it for me. Um, God bless him, he was the most patient chap in the world because I had no clue what was going on. 
And then I had to do things like find the ISBN number, you know, the barcode on the back of the, the book. And then I had to suddenly realize I had to write the blurb for the back of the book. And I had to set up my account on Amazon KDP and, you know, the, the tax information relating to that. And this is all stuff that I absolutely hate. I don't understand it. It doesn't bring me any joy. It is not my genius. And so I think probably my biggest area of resistance and my biggest area of procrastination was that section where I had to get all my ducks in a row in order for the chaps from Fiverr to be able to do the next step. And I came up with all sorts of really good reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't do it and all sorts of reasons why I should delay. And, you know, I asked questions on various Facebook groups and, and I had to wait for the answers before I had to go any further. Answers which I have to say never fucking came. Um, and in the end, I just had to to face the fact that I was just going to have to to do what do my best and, you know, deal with any consequences from the uh, you know, as a result of that. But when I thought about it, when I realized I needed to do a bit of tapping about it to help me through it, I realized that my procrastination was stemming from a fear around finances and in particular, a fear around all things tax. And it was the actual, on KDP, I don't know if you've ever gone onto it or you've got an account, but you have to enter your tax information. You enter your bank details and you enter your tax information. Now it's based in, it's amazon.com. So you're dealing with the American tax system. Um, now the UK tax system to me is a, is a closely guarded secret that I just can't get my head around. The American tax system is on a whole nother level for me. And I was actually, the, my procrastination was the fact that I was absolutely terrified of getting something wrong and what potential consequences of that might be. And I was blowing it well out of proportion, well out of proportion. And when I started thinking about that, I managed to trace that fear back to times where other people had told me stories about some tax nightmare that they'd been in and everything that occurred around that. And I take, I kind of taken that fear, I'd taken their fear and I'd made it my own. And so what I found really useful was, was tapping on a, on that fear to release it. And then also the, the sort of other end of that, there was, there was also a downside to me getting all this done. And the downside was that my book would be on Amazon. Now that's a bit bonkers, I thought, because you know, that's exactly what I want. That is the upside of getting all this done. And it was the upside, but it was also the downside. And the reason it was the downside is the fact that it would be out there. It would be out there, it would be in the public domain, People will be paying money for it. And that age-old downfall phrase, what if, what if people hated it? What if it was no good? What if it didn't help anyone? 
And so once I got under the fear of the, the whole filling out a tax, which actually was, was kind of a superficial fear and didn't really take me very long. The actual real fear, the real cause of the procrastination was this, this perceived downside of actually achieving what it was that I wanted to achieve. And I found that really, really interesting. And it caused me to dig a little bit deeper and to think a little bit more about this. Because um, I don't know if you've heard me say it before or not, but this is something I heard from Brad Yates. And it's, it's so true. It's so very, very true. The extent to which you don't have the thing that you want is the extent to which you are resisting it. I'm going to say it again. The extent to which you don't have the thing that you want is the extent to which you are resisting it. And I love that. It's very, very, well, I don't love it. <laughs> it's very, very true. It is extremely true. If there are extents of true. Uh, <laughs> But think about it. Think about it. We, are, we say we want more money, but somehow we don't have more money. We don't have enough money. We're always chasing money. Or we say we want to lose weight, or we never do. Or we want, you know, we want to find the, the love of our lives. We want to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, whatever. But we haven't found them. And yet we were saying we really, really want it, but we haven't we haven't done it. We haven't taken the action that will help us or move us towards achieving the thing that we want. And the reason we're not taking that action is because there is something about achieving it that some part of us feels extremely unsafe. Feels extremely scary. So with regards to, you know, finding a partner, you might, on the, on the conscious level, you're saying, I want to find a partner. And you really do. You really want to. But your subconscious is saying, last time we were with someone, we were badly hurt. This is an example. If we find someone again, there is a risk we're going to be that badly hurt again. And that is very unsafe. And so I am not going to let you do the things that you need to do in order to find a new partner. Things like, you know, getting onto a dating website. Things like agreeing to a date. Things like, you know, when you're on a date, being open to the fact that this might be the right person for you. I mean, how many times have you been on a date? And part of you has thought, you know, oh, gosh, this person seems really nice. But then another part of you has picked up every single flaw that it could see and then presents it as a litany as to why you should never see this person again. And we're not doing this to ourselves because we're bad or stupid. It, it is totally and utterly from a place of love. We're trying to protect ourselves. There is part of us, there is a subconscious part of us that doesn't want us to get hurt. And that's where procrastination comes from. Procrastination isn't laziness. 
it is part of self-sabotage. It's, it's, you know, it's the, same, the same genus, the same family as self-sabotage. And it comes from a place of self-love. Unfortunately, in this, you know, for this instance, misguided self-love, but self-love nonetheless. The same thing with wanting to make more money or to do something that's going to create more money. Um, I mean, for us to take advertising for new clients. I deal a lot, I deal with this with a lot of my clients, this resistance to, to advertising. And this resistance to perhaps doing one-to-one work. And here's the thing, advertising is likely, you do it in the right way, it's likely to bring new clients, which is great. New clients, new you know, money coming in, which is what you want, right? Consciously, that's what you want. So what's the downside? What's the downside of that? Well, conversely, the downside is that you might attract new clients. So the, the thing that you want, the very thing that you want, attracting new clients, is actually also the thing that's the downside. It's the thing you're afraid of. Because if you attract new clients, what might you feel? I know personally, when I started, you know, there was this fear um, around extra responsibility. If I attract new clients, that makes me feel more responsible. What if I'm not good enough? What if they say no? Oh, there's a whole, whole can of worms right there. Now, because you've got this downside that by advertising, you might attract new clients. your subconscious is going to get in the way of you taking the actions that you need to take to get the advert done. And it's going to give you some really, really good reasons. You know, oh, I need to learn just a little bit more. I just need to do this other course and then I'll know how to advertise correctly. <laughs> Been there, done it. <laughs> and you give all these, and they're really, and they, to you, they sound perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable, re- reasonable reasons why you can't do it right now. And so I'm going to leave you with, with this. I'm going to leave you with this for this episode. If there is something that you are wanting to do or achieve and you keep putting it off, you keep putting off the actions that are needed to get you there, I'd like you to ask yourself the question, what is the downside of achieving that thing that you want? Now, I'm not going to accept, well, Claire, there is no downside. Because if there was no downside, you'd have got it already. You'd fucking be there already. You're not. So what's the downside of having it? And it doesn't have to make any logical sense. Bear that in mind. Your subconscious does not deal in logic. So I'm going to leave that with you. I'm going to leave that with you. Let me know how you get on with it. Let me know what answers you get. I'm always in, procrastination really, really intrigues me. Um, And in fact, I have released a little um, mini course around how to eliminate procrastination which is which is helping a lot of people at the moment which is really really nice 
But let me know how you get on with that question. What is the downside? Another way of approaching it, just before I finish, another way of asking the same question is what's the upside of staying exactly where you are? Same question, just a different direction. So I'll leave that with you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been really fun having you on and I look forward to seeing you on the next tap. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me in a review so I can keep the awesome stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come and soak up the extra inspiration by following me on facebook.com forward slash Claire Turner EFT or visiting my website at claireturnereft.com. And just so you're aware, I'm very greedy. Claire has everything in it. C-L-A-I-R-E. I appreciate you so much and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, be awesome.